And now, the starting lineup for your daily dribble. He goes fat lamb harder in the paint each and every week. Go ahead and give it up for Liam Hancock. He's got a 98% laugh rate. Easily the most humble member of this lineup. And he's not too bad on the eye either. It's Ro Hancock. And as always, he calls the shots and he hits the shots. A man affectionately referred to as Diesel, your host, Nick Zamet. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here recording on the 13th of September. Huge day, huge week in basketball, and I wouldn't rather break it down with any other two guys, but Lee Hancock. What's going on, guys? It's Lee here. And the special, the milestone man, Roy Hancock. <laughs> I'm feeling old today. 26 years old, made a big happy birthday. Yep, thank you, Nick. Appreciate that. We are recording today on Sunday. The, the great man here has spent the last couple of nights whisked away, just enjoying the uh, what, enjoying the the satisfaction of getting older, yeah. you could say. Do yeah. you feel, feel older, Roy? I'm closer to the 30 than 20, as I was mentioning to you before, Nick. So, I don't know. If I come across a bit flat today, you know why. Wiser, though, aren't you now? One year older, one year wiser, as I say. Yeah, I guess so. I look, yep. far, look forward, should I say, to you imparting some of that wisdom today. <laughs> well, it's, it, it is early here. We're at 10.30am recording, Lee. I've just woken up. You, we've to we've had honest. to prompt you up, haven't we? I walked You're into a... Lee's bedroom 10 minutes ago and he was laying there. And I Ray thought, walked geez. in, I was writing my notes. <laughs> Excellent. So Prepared we're, uh, as always. <laughs> we're in good shape for today then, guys. Um, as always, thank you again for staying up to date with all of our socials during the week. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, we're across it all, so we thank you for supporting us during the week, as well as continuing mm. to hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to the podcast. Okay, so for today's show, what we're going to do, there's been quite a bit of news from around the league during the week, so we'll bring you all of that, recap it and break it down. Uh, we'll then kind of summarise what's happened during the week with the playoff uh, series that have kind of gone on, and then we'll finish with Hero of the Week, so... Big episode. Should we get into it, fellas? Yeah, you kick it off, Nick. Okay, I'm going to start a little bit closer to home today with the uh, the Tassie NBL. Okay. Um, for any of our American or worldwide listeners out there, uh, the NBL is Australia's kind of top tier league. Yeah. Um, and where we live, Tasmania, we've just been approved for a new a new team. Now, we're kind of in the in the process of deciding names for the team. We're down to uh, we're down to four. The Tassie Timbers was given the flick during the week. What? Is that the one you wanted? That's the one I wanted. All the others are woeful. Well, I'm going to pose the question to you. We've got four left, yeah. and I want you to tell me which one you guys would like. Okay. We've got, what have we got here? We've got the, the Mountaineers, the Tassie Pride, the Tassie Tridents, the Tassie Jack Jumpers. Let's rule out Tassie Pride. Yeah. That Get sounds that. awful. Yeah. Um, Jack Jumpers, Trident, or Mountaineers? Mountaineers. Um, yeah, probably Mountaineers. The, like, Tridents, nah. Like, has it has no the, real relevance, does nah. it? Yeah. And what's the other one? Jack Jumpers, nah. Isn't there a um, college in the in the States with their team named the Mountaineers? I believe so, so, yeah. I actually don't mind that, to be honest. Um, to be I'll, honest, the, the name I like that they kind of didn't go with, the, uh, the Tassie Trailblazers. Oh, I, yeah. I was quite, quite high. <laughs> but that wasn't even in the talks, was it? No, it was. No, it got was suggested. It? There were mm. quite a few that got suggested, but 
I kind of came to the top five. I thought the Tassie Timbers was a good fit. Like, we've got a lot of trees down there and <laughs> we, stuff like that. We're known for our trees. <laughs> like, we are known for our trees. Now, Tassie Hill and Pine, isn't it? <laughs> That's it. Well, so you reckon mm. the, the Mountaineers from your family? Yeah. Out of that list, yes. Okay. Yeah. And then well, saying that, it's not even a good name, really. It's just the best they've got. But. Yeah. The short list was quite ordinary, I guess, <laughs> but... They should have had... Did you guys put forth a name? Um, no, but in retrospect, I probably yeah. should have. I did vote. On you the did. Name. I yeah. voted for the Timbers, but they've given it the flick. Not lucky. Not lucky. That's well, okay. Well, well, we from what the, I've heard, what they're going to do is to gradually knock one off each week or so, so until we've got a final winner. Yeah. Um, so look forward to that. With any luck, it'll be the Mountaineers. In other news, in kind of the uh, merry-go-round of coaches getting a flick mm-hmm. at the minute, mm-hmm. head coach of OKC Billy Donovan. And, and the organisation have mutually agreed to part ways after five seasons with him at the helm. Yeah. Um, he made the playoffs each year he was involved with the organisation, but the furthest they made were the 2016 Western Conference Finals where they blew a 3-1 lead to uh, Golden State. Hmm. Now, from what we've heard in talks and rumours so far, it doesn't look like he'll be out of a job long. No. Both the Bulls and the 76ers have showed interest in acquiring him. So, yeah, how do we feel? Did this come as a shock to you guys? Caught me off guard because at the end of the day, the Thunder exceeded everyone's expectations this year. Um, he's only been there, what was it, five, five years? Times, yeah. That's, that's not not um, that long, to be honest with you. Um, and he was, they're sort of looking like they were on their way up. They've got a few um, really good young players, and I'm talking Dennis Schroeder and Shea Gilgis Alexander, but maybe they're just looking for a complete fresh start. Chris Paul might be on his way over the next yep. few years. I've already heard that he, there's a few rumours that he might not be there, um, even after this season. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it was a bit of a strange one. I'm not sure if it was the right decision. For you, Lee, did you find it as a bit of a shock? A bit of a surprise, but it does seem like the meta for these coaches and the system of um, coaching is changing a bit, especially yep. in the, the higher... The better teams, the playoff yeah. teams, it seems yeah. like. If if they're not going all the way, something needs to change. Well, that's the thing, hey, and I was going to pose this question. So it's kind of, they're in, they're in such a funny stage at the minute, whether they, because they, they certainly surpassed everyone's expectations. Do they run it back with what they had this year? With um, CP3 CP3, all that. Or do they kind of blow it up, look to get rid of that contract and then build around Shea and the... the mm. You know, the war chest of assets they've got in terms of picks coming off the Russ and the yep. PG trade, they are, they're set for the next five, ten years. So yeah, yeah. do you kind of go into that mode now? Well, I I think so. Um, I've heard a lot of rumours lately that CP3 could be on his way out. And, yep. you know, that contract is taking up a heap of their salary cap at the moment. What is it, around $40 million, isn't it? Yeah. Something it's ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. It, and he's been... Don't, don't get me wrong, he's been great this year. But, you know, at the end of the day... It's probably not going to be their next championship team. Yeah. Um, so they need to get him off the books and start from scratch and start building a few of these younger players. I, I do agree with that, but I do feel like they need a, um, not only a veteran, but a high-caliber veteran to yeah. lead that Is team. Is Gallinari good enough no. for that role? No, not he, quite. no, he's a veteran and he's somewhat of a leader, but he's not high-caliber. Really, and I love Gallo, but sorry, Gallo, you're not high caliber. I think I think you're just saying that after he bottled that free throw, aren't you? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I like that because <laughs> you want the Rockets, Rockets to win. Yeah. Uh, nevertheless, 
Yeah. In more coaching news, because there's, it's just been a chaotic couple of weeks on that front. Yeah. Uh, former Grizzlies head coach Dave Yeager, uh, Becky Hammond of the Spurs, and Chauncey Billups have all emerged as kind of top candidates for the Pacers role. Mm-hmm. Now, for the for the Pacers, it would follow a trend of um, hiring, you know, players such as well we had Larry Bird and these high caliber MVP level players yeah. and high off and on court, you know, people mm. in their organisation. That was. Yeah, I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to listening to that. <laughs> I guess the point being that, yeah, yeah, Chauncey Billups, I think, is probably the front runner at yeah. this point in time. It's a big shot. Um, Has he been any type of coach assistant before? Or no, what? sorry, that was the point I was going for. Hey, oh, okay. um, mm. Larry Bird as well, they kind of got these players straight, yeah. you know, with no prior experience. Yeah. Mm. Um, Becky Hammond, would we like to see her in a, in a top role? I think she will be in a top role eventually. However, I think she'll take over from Greg Popovich when he... Yeah hangs up the tie, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I think she'll stay put. I reckon Chauncey Billis will be a really good coach, actually. Mm-hmm. He's got his IQs through the roof. Yeah, and it's the same predicament with Stephen Ash, isn't it? Yeah. Those players who just, they're, as you said, bro, their IQ through yeah. the roof. Yeah. No experience, but are known for their leadership and communication skills. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. In other news, now we'll probably we'll talk about this series a little more soon. Yeah. Um, their game six is currently on as we speak. Lakers and Rockets. Mm. That's probably going to be the final nail in the coffin for the Rockets. But yeah. um, they've they've been hurt a bit by Daniel House being missing for the last couple of games. Mm, yeah. Now this due to him breaking COVID bubble rules. He allegedly brought in a female COVID testing official into his room. Okay. And oh, had, that, was it a co? Oh my yeah. God, so hence he's um. You know, the league, it's, it's kind of all been in the dark what they're actually doing with him, but we had, mm. um, you know, it's it's kind of generally a 10-day kind of window for any breaches yeah. or yep. a 10-day quarantine. Um, so, yeah, he's well and done. He got banned. Yeah. He straight up got banned from the league. He's not coming back, no matter if they win or not. Oh, well, there you go. That's um... And also, to add to that, he, he straight up cheated on his wife. <laughs> oh, he's got a wife, doesn't yeah. he? Oh, Daniel. Oh, I didn't know that. Come yeah. on. Oh, like, why would you do that? You're under 24-7 surveillance in the bubble. What yeah. are you I, thinking? I didn't know he had a partner. That's... Yeah. Uh, ooh, I saw something. There, I saw something that summed it up pretty well the other day. Daniel House is, you know, he's got these COVID um, officials into his room in the midst of a playoff run. And then you've got Alex Caruso on the other side no, of things who, who skipped his sister's wedding to stay in yeah. the bubble. Just shows where the mindset is at of these two players and two teams. Well, that's, so that's a real little wrinkle in it that he had a partner. Yeah. Like, uh, Gee. yeah. It could be argued maybe he just brought her in for an additional testing. <laughs> maybe, he wanted maybe to be extra safe. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. So, yeah, Rockets in trouble. Um, in other news, the Bucks, Marvin Williams has retired yeah. uh, at the conclusion of their series versus the Heat. Um, mm. He announced his retirement after 15 seasons in the league. Uh, we also had the all-defensive teams announced. So we had, uh, in the first team, we had Giannis, Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, Marcus Smart and Ben Simmons. Mm. In the second team, Bam Adebayo, Patrick Beverly, Eric Bledsoe, Kawhi Leonard and Brooke Lopez. How do we feel about that? I like Marcus Smart in the all-defensive first team, that's for sure. Yeah, so big there. Yep. And I'll tell you what, he proved that on the um, in Game 7 of the playoffs, which we'll touch on a bit later. Kawhi Leonard in the all-defensive second, second team. He could have argu- arguably been in the first team. And Eric Bledsoe could have been arguably kicked out, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's what I, that like, was the name I that think shocked me. Giannis and Brooke are those two 
big forces yeah. on the defensive end. Yeah. Um, so that came as a bit of a shock to me. Mm, mm. But yeah, so I think they've done a pretty admirable admirable job on that front. And do you know who I would have put in for Bledsoe? Yeah. Kyle Lowry. Yes, yeah, that was a, a name I heard as well yeah. that was kind of been thrown around. I think especially with a team that finished second in yeah. the regular season, you kind of probably needed someone in there. Yeah. Um, so that did come as a shock as well. But yeah, I think Lowry would have well been warranted. Yes, sir. Now, it looks as if the draft will be potentially rescheduled for the 18th of November. Um, the Players Association and the, in the league are currently negotiating on a new date. Mm-hmm. I think largely in due to talks around the... Um, you know, the kind of budget situation and yeah. the, the uh, TV rights. So, yeah, that's, that keeps being pushed back and pushed back. Um, how do we feel about that? Uh, it kind of doesn't come as a surprise, does Not it? There's really so much, you know, uncertainty around everything in terms of, you know, the monetary side of things kind of seemed inevitable that they would push it back. Yeah, 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 that's to be expected for sure. Last piece of news I have, fellas, before I don't know if you guys have anything, but uh, Giannis. Mm. Has unfollowed all of the Bucks players on Instagram mm. now. Uh, Barry's brother. So, where's this come from? This uh, pretty good indication. Do you think he could be on the way out? Well, I mean, it has to be. He he did the same thing last year as well. He unfollowed all his teammates at the at the um, conclusion of the season. Um, so it's but it's not a good look, is it? No. Like if you're a, no. like just put yourself in his teammates' shoes. If it came to the end of the season and your marquee player. Even though it's just a simple matter of unfollowing them on Twitter or Instagram or whatever it may be, you sort of I don't know you you feel like you you you're not as close as no. you probably thought you were with, and know. especially with as much talk that has been going on about him leaving, that kind of doesn't help you know put Bucks fans' minds at ease. Mm-hmm. This would surely be like a marketing move, though. Like he knows that people are gonna see it. I reckon he's going into the off season, just get, getting away from everyone. No, you know, I've, I've no. spent the last however long with these blokes. It's time to uh, cut ties for a month or two. Would you do the same with your workmates? I, I know a lot of them listen. So <laughs> I've been, uh, no, no, I no, wouldn't. No, 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 I good, wouldn't. Good call, Nick. Good call. <laughs> well, it'd be like us if we had yeah. a couple of weeks off at the end of our podcasting season. All yeah. right, sorry, Roy, Lee, you're right, getting yeah. unfollowed, fellas. I've had enough for a little while. Sick of sending your mug, Nick. Probably wouldn't come back, would you? No, 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 probably not. If he's going somewhere, where's he going? Miami. Miami? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. Miami too. Miami. I, I saw um, Clippers yeah. wanted to pick him up. Actually, I saw the Lakers as well are a potential... Well, every, I've seen every team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could legitimately yeah. talk about every team here. Yeah. Well, maybe Cleveland. Would we yeah. like to see him save the Knicks? <laughs> oh. I reckon his career would be down the drain if he went to New York, to be honest with you. That's a hopeless organisation at the moment. Well, we did have that debate... Um, whether any team he's on, could he push them into the playoffs? Mm-hmm. I think I said no, didn't I? I think he said no, I think said I was... yes, I think. Yeah. And I think you said yes, didn't you? Yeah. I can't The remember. thing that I worry about if he went to the Knicks, though, their owner, James Dolan, mm. I feel like he's just not up to scratch. So even as good as Giannis is, yep. you sort of need it all to work in the... you need another couple of pieces you around do. him, wouldn't you? You do. Excellent. But, um, Fellas, do you have anything else there for odds and ends? No, you no. carried us there again, Nick. No, sorry, well... <laughs> I didn't carry, I was rude and no. didn't let you get a word in, so that's, no, that's my fine. Bad. that's fine. Well, do you want to take us away with the first series there, Ro, in our playoff recap? Yeah, who do we want to start with? Do you, yeah. want, to, do you want to start with your Celtics? Yeah, we'll start with the Celtics Raptors. Um, and I think this was the, the series of the playoffs so far for mine. 
I think we all had pretty high expectations coming into this series. We we had the Toronto Raptors who are reigning champions and we knew that they would put in a big shift, but then we also had the Boston Celtics who I think I I know I'm a Boston Celtics fan, but I think they're definitely one of the more well-rounded team-oriented um organizations in the league. So we we knew it was going to be a good series. Um but yeah, the way it ended was was as high intensity as you could have hoped for. Um, it honestly could have gone either way, if not for a few vital late game plays. Um, one that I'll touch on later later on. Um, but in a, in a future segment, is that in right, a future Rob? in a future segment? But um, just quickly on the on the Toronto Raptors, they should still hold their head, head very high. Yep. Um, to lose a superstar. Um, such as Kawhi Leonard of his quality, um, and still almost make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They they exceeded my expectations for the year, but now we got to look forward to the Boston Celtics, Miami Heat uh, yep. match up in the next round, which is I honestly can't pick it. It's gonna go, it's gonna go down to six or seven games again. You'd think. Um, so too. But yeah, incredible, incredible um, series this one. Well, those last couple of games we had game six. Uh, the Raptors getting up 125 to 122 in a double overtime game. Yes. Uh, it was just an absolutely chaotic finish to that one with uh, missed calls, uh, missed shots. And then, yeah, just in game seven, an absolute battle of defense. Mm. And this series, for the most part, was really just played on the defensive end. Yeah, it um, was. We had game seven, classic game seven, 92 to 87 in the Celtics' favor. Yeah. Um, the difference in that game was Tatum. Yeah. Um, you can talk about a little bit more a bit, bit later there, Lee, but he was the difference maker in that. But for the Raptors, I think more for as good as they were, like Serge Ibaka and Norm Powell were phenomenal off the bench, mm. just being such well, both bright sparks in terms of scoring. Yep. The player that really let me down was uh, Siakam. Yes. His offensive output as well, you as the organisation, you'd hope probably the number one guy. Yeah. Yep. Um, it wasn't up to par. Now, as likewise with Mark Gasol, he's on the older end of the mm. spectrum, but his offensive output was also poor in this series. And it kind of left so much for Van Vliet, for Lowry mm. to do. At times they did, but it just wasn't consistent. Um, so I think for me, Siakam was the big disappointing factor, and had he have played better, they could have taken this series. Mm. We went into this series, at least I did, thinking that, or the whole playoffs actually, thinking that Siakam would be leading this team. Well, he had 13 points uh, yesterday in Game 7. He was 5 of 12 from the field. Yeah. He only had one three-point attempt. But it just, yeah, continued on the trend this series of being poor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think he was copping flack um, for not being there when it mattered. So when the game was on the line, um, he was nowhere to be seen, which, as a, as a Raptors fan, is a bit of a worry going forward because you want these type of players to take control when... You know the game's up for grabs, and if he's going to sort of try to hide in the shadows, yeah. um, you know it's probably not ideal from a Raptors perspective. But you know he's only young still, so not the end of the world. A little round of applause though for the Raptors, the the longest reigning champions in MB, in a single NBA season. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, extended it out to uh, mid September here, so hats off to them for that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But yeah, phenomenal season. Nick Nurse has been incredible getting the most out of this team. Yeah. Um, they've struggled a lot with injuries this year, with different formations. We're losing that clear number one guy, but 
they've still just about wheeled themselves into a conference final. So. Are they keeping the lineup they have? Uh, Van Vliet seems like the big piece that'll go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I reckon there will be a couple of changes. Mm. Do you think it'll change, Lee? Yeah, Van Vliet's history. The, you reckon? Yeah. Ah, uh, probably. He must be because Raptors aren't going to be providing with a max contract, are they? They might. No, <laughs> they are. I don't know. They've they've got a lot of other players to Tied to up, pay. So, yeah. um, I think he might chase the money, which you can't blame him. But the Raptors will be at the detriment of um of that, unfortunately. Uh, well, we'll talk about maybe we'll go to the Heat Bucks the last couple of games there, and then we'll give our predictions for the the conference finals. Yeah. yeah. Um. So in that game, we in that series, should I say, we only had game four and five this week. The Heat. Uh, went down in Game 4, 115 to 118 in overtime. Uh, game 5, they clinched the series win 4-1 with a 103 to 94 win. Now, the Bucks were really valiant in Game 4. Uh, they had Giannis go out pretty early after 11 mm-hmm. or so minutes. Yeah. In that time, though, he put up 19 points and then left it to Chris Middleton, who had a monster game, 36 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Yeah. Um, game 5, Giannis sat out and it was always... It was pretty much inevitable that it was over it at was. that point. Yeah. Um, only one player on that team scored over 20 points, being Middleton with 23 mm. in the game five. Yeah. The Heat, though, didn't have anyone over 20 points. So well-rounded. Now, that's the point, hey, like, a lot of teams you need a one star to go out 30 yeah. or 40 points, but the Heat are just so well-rounded yeah. and so deep that they, you know, they don't always need that. If you've got five guys putting up 15 to mm. 20 points, you're in... You're in pretty good shape. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Bucks, though, they they had their chances. They won the offensive board count thirteen to five, and just couldn't do anything with those. Um, a deserved heat win, though. Want to talk about again, though? It's, I kind of feel like I'm, you know, wearing this line out. But mm. the Bucks just aren't a regular team. Uh, not a. They <laughs> are a regular season team, a should playoff. I say? Yeah. Yeah. They seem to. Uh, I I think the big point of it though is Budenholzer. He's mm. got to go. Yeah. Uh, mm. You were saying, Lee, how in this day and age, the coaches now, it's kind of, you know, you perform or you're, you're gone. Yeah. Uh, and they've had opportunities. They've been the best regular season team for the past two years. Yeah. But have just not been able to capitalise on this. Well, right you, you look at that team on paper, and really they should be making it to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think. Giannis in itself is, is you know, almost enough to get you there, but... Um, then you've got all the supporting pieces, and they do run fairly deep. But as you said the other week, Nick, they're probably not getting enough minutes out of their key players, yeah. and that's probably contributing to you know the reason why they keep falling short when it matters. Run too deep in the playoffs. It's good in the regular season yeah. to kind of disperse the minutes, yep. see what you've got in some of these other players, but playoffs, you've got to tighten up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was a, a disappointing season, you'd say, as a Bucks fan. Like, I think... At an absolute minimum, minimum, yeah. it had to be conference finals. It had to be. As a minimum. Yeah. Yeah. So, if I was a Bucks supporter, I'd be pretty upset, and especially given it looks like Giannis could be on the way out, maybe. Mm. Um, I did, we, I did no. read, sorry, I just did read something throughout the week where he came out and said that he's not going anywhere, but in saying that, all these players say that, don't they? Heard that many yeah, a time. Yeah. Saw a potential trade yeah. centred around Chris Paul going to yeah. Milwaukee, and then the the Thunder getting back Bledsoe, uh, Lopez, I think DiVincenzo in a pick or two. Mm. Do you reckon Chris Paul and Giannis would be a pretty uh, pretty handy duo there? 
Yeah, absolutely. You, you add Chris Paul to any team and he helps you in the leadership um, side of things, but he can also provide offensively and defensively as well. Um, he'd be a good, yeah, he'd be a good sort of second piece to Giannis. You've really only got one, maybe two years at it though, don't you? Because yeah, and Chris Paul was on the way out, and you're giving up. You know, you're giving up picks. Divincenzo, who's a good young piece. Yeah, did you say um, Lopez? That's I think Lopez was in that as well what as well as Bledsoe. Uh, Brook. Yeah. So it's quite a bit to give up. You're really going all and in. Bledsoe, yeah, I'd say that's too much to give up, to be honest. You'd want to yeah. win it in the season that you make that trade if you're the Bucks, or else you're in a fair bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But uh, we'll, we'll look ahead to the the I guess the, the conference finals for the yeah. East. Now we've got the Celtics against the Heat. Mm. Let's uh, let's give a prediction, Lake. What have you got? Straight up. Straight up. Boston in. Seven and seven. You seven just think games. they've got, you know, too many top caliber players. Tatum. Yeah. Well, like you said, both teams. They're probably both of the like most well-rounded teams in the whole league mm. going up against each other. But I think Boston are too strong. In seven. Yeah. Excellent, bro. We know where we're, I'm going with this. Um, How many games then? I think they're getting up in six. To be honest with yep. you, um, I still think the Heat have been really good this year, and I think they'll get a few a few um, games there but I think in the end the Celtics might have a few more guys who contribute heavily um, and the other thing is the Heat are still fairly young so yeah. even though that it, you wouldn't have known it so far in the in the playoffs but I think the Celtics might have a bit more maturity and a bit more I don't know experience in the playoffs on their side um, so I think they'll probably get it done in six in six well yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with the hate. Yeah, I am yeah. sticking with the hate. No surprises there. I've got them in seven. Yeah. Uh, largely due to the fact I think their their depth is better. Uh, I'm still not sold on players like Robert Williams, Grant Williams, Brad, Brad Wanamaker, and Semi Ojale. Mm-hmm. Um, as good as they're, you know, they're starting four or five are. Yeah. I just feel like the hate. They can bring on none. They can bring on Igadala. Mm-hmm. They can bring on Derek Jones Jr. Hero. Um, yeah. And if Jimmy Butler is as locked in as what he has been. Well, for the most part, yeah, I think they will be a tough matchup, especially yeah. if you can get Duncan Robinson firing early. I think offensively they might have a little bit too much. Um, it's really going to be a sign because the Celtics have probably struggled offensively in the mm. series. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw yesterday ninety-two points, and from three they were they were a pretty woeful nine of thirty-eight, so yeah. not even twenty-five percent. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I think the first game or two will really be a deciding factor. Yeah. Uh, if any team goes two zip up, I think it'll be be over. Yeah. Um, yeah. If they agree. split it, then you know I'm still going with the Heat. But mm. yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a cracking series, nevertheless. Do we think Marcus Smart might get a gig on Jimmy Butler throughout this series? Because that'll be a that'll be a, an amazing matchup. I, I hope so. Yeah. Two <laughs> dogs so. going at it. He he. They are dogs, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. No, that's like going to be um, going to be the next we, big series. What day do we tip off on that one? We've got must be a few days away. Yeah, still. it's a few. And not loading it. <laughs> not loading. That's okay. We've yeah. I think we've still got a few days. We've got a few days. That's all right. We'll um, watch this space for that one. But yeah, looking forward to that series. Mm. Let's move ahead to the West, fellas. Uh, we'll start with the Clippers and Nuggets. Yeah. Uh, the series currently at three two. 
we to had, the Nuggets. What's that? To the Nuggets. To the Clippers. Ah, oh, to the Clippers. I'm, I'm bloody tired. <laughs> That's all right, mate. Sleep, I had Clippers in my head. <laughs> the brain and my, the mouth aren't yeah, quite on the same wavelength, say. are they? Yeah. Oh, well. That's all right. You're putting in a shift here, mate. That's all right. We had the Nuggets get up in game two, 110 to 101, uh, before the Clippers won the next two games. Game five. Nuggets got up 111 to 105 yesterday, yeah. which was... Yeah, it was win or go home, and it was a huge shot from Michael Porter Jr. down the mm. stretch that kind of clinched it for them. Uh, my kind of thinking in this series at the minute is the Clippers look kind of sloppy yeah. uh, for the most part, apart from Kawhi, who's just engaged 36 points again yesterday. is just automatic, as I keep referring to. Mm. Um, but they just look not quite fully locked in yet, and I think if the Nuggets... You know, they've ground out two wins here. Mm-hmm. If they can somehow clinch game six, yep. in a game seven, anything can happen. Yep. Um, we haven't quite seen the Jamal Murray show yet, as we did last series, but he's had more help from Jokic. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's probably the big key in, in game six, that he just dominates Subac. Yeah. It's not often that you see that um, Jamal Murray and Jokic dominate and lose. Um, once the, those two guys put in a big shift, they, they generally do get up. Um and I think this series is one of those ones which I can't really pick at this stage. I know um, Denver are currently down one game, um, but once again, they show that they can come back from deficits in the last series. They were down a few games to the um, Utah Jazz, and we thought that they might be gone for all money, but they've got that mental belief that they can make it back. They were down 14 yesterday, um, just about going into the half, yep. and yeah, really took over a couple of minutes into the fourth. Um, so they are, you know, they are putting in a dogfight here. Mm. Uh, Lee, your your thinking? Do you think the Nuggets have any chance, or are the Clippers just going to roll them? Well, the Nuggets, like you said, they're playing with their back against the wall. They're playing like dogs. Mm. Um, yeah, and I still don't think the whole Clippers lineup is fully locked in, which they yep. need to be. Like you said, Kawhi turns into a robot in the playoffs. Um, Lou Williams had four points yesterday. Um, yeah. He's looked pretty average so far, 2 of 10 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3. I um, will say this, if the Clippers do win, which I think they will, I don't I don't think they'll win in the next series. Huge, yeah. huge. Well, save that prediction thought for a moment. Yeah. Mm. I'm looking forward to hearing that, Lee. <laughs> i tell you what, though, apart from Kawhi Leonard, the, Clippers, the thing that worries me about the Clippers team so far is the rest of the players, with again, with the exception of Kawhi Leonard, haven't put in um, good performances consistently. That's the thing, isn't it? Paul George, you know, he, he'll have 25 one game and he'll have 10 the next. Then even players, as you're mentioning, like Lou Williams, Montrezl Harrell, sixth man of the year, probably hasn't been putting in the same kind of performances as they have during the regular season. Yeah. Um, so, look, they need a bit more consistency out of... Some of these players, um, you know, Paul George is the obvious one. Um, but even their players off the bench, you know, Lou Williams, Montrose Harrell, they need those guys to step up if they're going to, A, win this series, and then, B, be, com- be competitive in the next series. Yeah. So, no, interesting. Agree. Well, we might move ahead on to the next series, and then we'll give our bit of yeah. a prediction uh, yeah. for that. We've currently got, in the final series, the Lakers against the Rockets. Lakers mm. currently leading 3-1. Mm. We are in game game five at the minute. The league, 
uh, halfway through the second, the Lakers currently hold an 11-point lead. Yeah. So let's let's assume, let's just assume the Lakers win this series. Mm. Um, it's going that way. And, you know, it's not over till the fat lady sings, mm. as yep. the saying goes. But, yeah, it really could have been a more interesting series, I think, had the Rockets have been better in Game 2. Mm. Uh, Westbrook was a large part of this. They were, you know, they won Game 1. And we thought, yeah, we might have a series. And they could have won yep. game two. Yeah. But since then, it's it's all been the Lakers. One way straight. LeBron and AD have just been phenomenal, um, getting better each game, and they look more cohesive as a duo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big the big factor, though, that's kind of... Well, maybe the surprise factor, I should say, has been Rondo. Yep. Yeah. He has come in and has absolutely balled. Playoff Rondo. I know myself as a Lakers fan, I was pretty worried about getting him back in the team. Yep. Um, him maybe trying to do too much, but he's been able to hit open shots when needed. Mm. He's di- been dishing the ball off well, and it's kind of become that third player yep. after LeBron and AD, yep. which I guess has been the big question this year. Who's going to be the number three? Danny Green, Caruso, Coos. KCP, Coos, who's you know had a... Funny old year, but mm. it looks like Rondo could be that guy. Mm. And if I mean, we, in this playoff series, he has been. Yeah, and hopefully yeah. further if, yeah. with any luck. Um, Bro, I know you want to talk about Harden. Yes, yeah. Why? What do you have to say about JH? Probably oh. nothing good, Lee, so no, i looking forward to this. It's not great, to be honest. Um, I've, se- I've looked at today's game, and he is going all right in today's game, but Harden the other day, and too often when it matters... Um, doesn't show up. Yeah. Um, the other day he went two from two for eleven from the field, one for six from the three point line in a big playoff series when it when it really it's do or die. It is three one. It's it's a battle to come back. Not many teams do it. You have to you have to be you have to be more effective from the field, um, and you have to be taking more high percentage shots. I feel like more often than not you'll be watching James Harden run the isolation play. Wait till the shot clock goes down to a few seconds, and then just chuck up some random shot from three. It's not good enough, really, and it's not going to take the Rockets far in the playoffs if he continues to do that. Um, in saying that, he was sixteen from twenty from the free throw line, but you know he's got. When you're two from eleven in in a playoff game against the Lakers, um, you know it's just not going to take you very far at all. And Followed a trend, doesn't it? Game seven against OKC, he just went to sleep, didn't he? Yeah, so, he did. You know, once it can be seen as an anomaly, yeah. but once you start to see a few of these recurring, you know, big game collapses, yeah. it's becoming a trend. I don't think, in my mind, there's many players who are go from being one of the most exciting players in the league to watch when they're on to one of the most infuriating players when they're just very one-dimensional and, you know, as I said before, running down the shot clock and taking strange um yeah strange difficult low percentage shots yeah um james harden yeah he, he needs to do better and it just seems like as though they can't get russ and harden firing on the same game no. like they're too disjointed if one's going well the other's normally laxing off yeah um would you agree with that lee like they to win they kind of need both of them yeah engaged. and every time i watch them play they're not on the court a lot together either yeah which i've noticed which might be a factor to it but and it really, I think it's kind of been an, you know, kind of looked over factor. They have struggled without House the last couple of games because they do run a pretty shallow um, lineup. Mm, yeah. So when you take out a guy who's been in such an integral part of their season, uh, they do battle. Yeah. Now, yeah, it just seems as if, like, so far in this game, 
we're halfway through the second. Harden's got 15 points and Russ has four. Mm. They're never kind of in and around the same mark together. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I just think the Lakers are too good. I've really enjoyed seeing Markeith Morris starting centre uh, mm. the last couple of games without mm. McGee. Um, I think his ability to knock down from three, he was a game... Three, I think he had mm. like four three pointers just before going into the first in a couple of minutes span, yeah. which turned the game. Mm. Um, I think it looks better with him in that role. Someone well, who it's can... just it just makes you guys look far more versatile than when Javale yeah. was on the on the floor. More scoring um, options, more and scoring. that's what LeBron yeah. needs, doesn't it? Yeah. Someone who can knock down shots. And yeah. I'll just say for LeBron, he has been an absolute weapon mm. on the offensive end. We've got him today. Not even at halftime, already on 14 points. Yeah, um, yeah. He's been quality from the field and has just started to click into gear. Yeah. And it, it's such a LeBron thing we've seen most series for the last however many years. Game one is that kind of feel out game. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, and they often lose that. So yeah. after that moment, it's like, okay. He, let's goes go. to, he goes to another level in the playoffs. There's just no doubt about it. He's done it for so long. And we're just getting used to it, aren't we? We're the different di- between the good players and the great players, yeah, isn't it? That's it. In terms yep. of Harden and LeBron, there. Yep. Yep. Fellas, prediction. So let we'll assume you know that they've clawed it back a little bit. They're up by eight, not quite at halftime. The Lakers, yeah. which yep. will get them the four-one win there. Mm. Um, do we assume the Clippers are going to win the series? It's hard because that one's against the Nuggets. Yeah, um, I'm not locking that in. Um, oh, I honestly think it might go to seven games. I think so too. And if it does, I'm going to lock in the Nuggets. <laughs> Just because I yep. I really want them to make it to the to the next round to get waxed by the Lakers. <laughs> yep. It'll be it'll be interesting. But um, I haven't seen enough from the Clippers to be able to lock them in yet. Yep. So I'm going to lock in the Nuggets in seven. Well, I'm with you. I think should it go to a Game 7, I would probably be on them from there. Yeah. Um, this Game 6 will be huge, tipping mm. off tomorrow at... at oh, we've got a 3 a.m. start in the morning. Jeez, oh, why? It's one game. May as well not even go to sleep. Oh, that, I'm pretty pretty flat on that. What yeah. am I doing the next day? Maybe I just will have an old night. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, that's rough, because yeah, I really want to watch that game. Yeah. Mind you, two weeks off work. Yeah, you're good a time as any. Yeah, I'll sleep, for you. sleep when I'm dead. So. <laughs> That's the spirit. Maybe I should take that approach before I go into work tomorrow, wake up at three and see how we go. Um, but I'm with you. I think should the Nuggets be able to get it to game seven, anything can happen. Yeah. Um, and I'd love to see the Clippers because everything's kind of... A lot of the media and since the start of the season when they acquire, acquired PG and Kawhi, yeah. like it's been centred around them winning. Mm. Um, I think... I'd love to just see them ruffled up, be knocked out and, you know, kind of put in their place because I, th- I think everyone's starting to turn on them, aren't they? They are. Yeah, I don't like the the fact that the media make it a foregone conclusion that it's going to be an all-LA um, Western Conference Finals. Only one LA team can make the it. The Lakers right? will be making it. They will be. And the, the Clippers, to say that they're definitely going to make it is, is a bit of a strange one from mine because they haven't shown anyone that they're, you know worthy of making it at the moment yeah yeah well Lee do you think that the Nuggets any chance give it definitely a chance but I still think the Clippers will take it hypothetically we go to a Lakers Clippers um, playoff series because by the time next week rolls around uh, Mm. we'll be into the conference finals yeah should it play out as an all LA battle who have you got has your opinion swayed well do you remember when like it was just last week that I didn't think the here we go Nick 
I personally didn't think the Lakers were fully clocked in. Yep. But now they obviously are, and it just needs to. We just need to see that switch in the Clippers to see them all locked in. Is it coming? I don't know. We've been we've been wanting to see it coming for a long time, and if they do, I think that this next series will be good um, if they make it. Um, yep. But I still think the Lakers would would take care of them. The Lakers are clicking on all cylinders at the moment, and the Clippers only Kawhi is putting in it. Um, consistent effort so I think the Lakers will take care of the Clippers should they make it in maybe five and yeah five yep yeah well here's the thing that you know I was worried about the Clippers depth early in the year because they you know they run deep they've got quality players but the Lakers are starting to match that now I think that Rondo's um, playing at a above probably expected level Mm. Um, you've got Kuz you've got Caruso off the bench we had Taylor Horton Tucker come in the other day, knock down a couple of open shots as a rookie there. Mm. Um, I am disappointed in Kuz this series, though. He hasn't done a whole lot. Yeah, not in the box score perspective. I think when he's come on, he's made um, some smart plays on the defensive end. And just, yeah. uh, he came on the other day, Rondo found him, everyone was just stagnant, but he was cutting baseline. Yeah. Um, I think he's kind of, you know, not putting up Numbers. the level we'd want to see, but. I think if he can just do his part, as long as you know LeBron and AD are going to do their thing. If you've got KCP, Green, mm. all these other players just chipping in five, ten points, it should get them over the line. Yeah, I do like actually the thought of um, Kuz being the third man in the regular season, and then Rondo stepping up and being the third man in the playoffs. I think it's quite fitting. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Well, big series coming up. Yeah, fellas, let's do Hero of the Week here. Okay, cue the music. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air I never thought I could feel so free High and away, on a wing and a prayer Who could it be? Okay, so, who wants to start us this week? Want me to? Yeah, go for it Yeah, yeah. go for it, Lee uh, <laughs> I just sound disappointed <laughs> Do you I want? guess so um, My hero of the week this week is Jason Tatum um, he's I like it. he's stepped up and been the clear leader for Boston in not only this recent series but um, this this whole playoffs. He led that um, game seven against the Raptors in points, rebounds, and assists, going twenty nine, twelve, and seven. Um, with the big play for me being the the big rebound he got off of Grant Williams' missed free mm. throw with yeah. about Huge. a minute left, um, and then they immediately fouled him. He he got one one of two from the line, but he still um, brought them to a three-point lead. Yeah. he. We need to remember that this guy's only 22. He's left that game seven looking like an all-star veteran, mm. and he's he's stepped up as the superstar on that team, and I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. Do you reckon that will continue into the next round, late? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think what this pl- these playoffs are showing is that Jason Tatum is before our eyes taking that next step from being you know pretty pretty good young player to you know a star he's not a superstar yet but he's on his way yeah and um yeah as a Celtics fan I think there's a lot to look forward to with Jason Tatum in the future leading that team 100% do you want to follow it on right I'll follow it on um we'll stick with the um Boston theme here um I've gone with Marcus Smart um so 
when um, Gordon Haywood went down, that was that was a pretty significant blow for the Celtics, really. Um, you know, the depth took another hit, as you're mentioning before, Nick. There's a few players who we're not really quite sure of whether they can contribute on a consistent basis. Um, Marcus Smart was probably the one in my eyes who I thought we really needed him to step up on the offensive end. Yeah. We know he's a defensive dog and he'll put in that effort every every game, but probably just another scoring option, I guess, with Gordon Haywood going down. Um, but he, he's done that and then some. Um, but to be honest with you, the thing that got him this um, Hero of the Week nomination from me was that one classic defensive play that he had late in Game 7, which really won the Celtics that series in the end. 100%. Um, with little with a little under a minute to go, um, Norman Powell was on his way to the basket to to I think it was a layup, some uh, yeah, sort of layup in the end. There. But yep. um, Marcus Smart came out of nowhere with a crucial block. Um, if Norman Powell had made that, would have tied the game up, and the Raptors probably would have had the momentum heading into the last thirty seconds or so. Um, but it wasn't to be, and. Um, yeah, as I said, that probably was the defining moment of that game. Series-winning plays, aren't they? Blocks on that yeah. end. And, you know, it's like, as you were saying with Tatum, Lee getting offensive boards off yeah. missed free throws. Mm. Those those kind of things uh, make all the difference. Those kind of plays are what made him, um, you know, a starting point guard on that first defensive team yeah. um, this year. So, um, yeah, very well-deserved for, for Marcus Smart. Great pick. Uh, I'm going to buck the trend. I'm not going anyone on the Celtics. Mm. Now, this one's going to come as a surprise to you, fellas, because okay. normally I'm harsh on this person. Oh, here we um, go. My hero of the week's Doris Burke. Oh, okay. Yeah, really this left is, a field for me, isn't it? This is strange. Now, she, uh, she's grown on me a bit. Okay. Which, well, I mean, you've always hated her. I've, I've, yeah. I've like, she's fine to me. She's just a... I probably have used hate, haven't I? Hate's a strong word. You have used hate. Yeah, I, I think have. you've said you hate her before. Ooh. Okay, I'm okay, interested that's to see what's... report. <laughs> um, but, you know, I love anyone that's a trailblazer who kind of forges their own path, and she, she's done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was announced this week she will serve as a game analyst for the conference finals and finals, yeah. becoming the first woman to do so. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, this will be only on radio format. Now, nevertheless, a huge feat in itself... I know myself and other people were disappointed that she won't be on screen. Mm. Um, and I know that's predominantly where people, you know, tune into the game, not so much on radio. Right, yeah. But I think it's just awesome for her that she is, yeah. you know, getting recognition, getting these opportunities and kind of setting, um, you know, setting their own path and creating history in itself. Uh, her analysis in the last couple of weeks has been phenomenal mm. and she's been probably the best of the commentators, yeah, um, mm. well surpassing anything else that's been put out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I was when I was thinking of this, like, I, I initially had this point in odds and ends, yeah. but uh, I just kind of thought what she's doing and the way she's going about it mm. kind of warrants hero of the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I will be as harsh again on Doris because she is starting to endear herself to me. Yeah. What's um, flick she... the switch? I'm so confused because you could have just easily said, "Oh, why is she the?" I analyst for I this could have been tuning into more games um well we kind of had that layoff but now yeah. that ball's back it's kind of made me appreciate like in comparison to other people the level yeah. she goes to in preparation yeah um you know how much pride she takes in the work and she's 
you know, she's given probably the most out of all these commentators so far. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I am kind of disappointed that she won't get the chance to be on screen for the, the conference finals or finals. Yeah. But, you know, come next year, it might be a different uh, a different situation. You'd think so, yeah. Yeah, so uh, left to field there. I like that from you, Nick, putting, um, putting your grudge or your former grudge aside and... You know, turning the page with Doris Burke. <laughs> yeah, um, wasn't know. wasn't to be expected from mine. No, um, no. I, I when I said that, you guys wanted to know who I had, and I thought, no, I'll keep yeah. the surprise. It'll come kind of left to field. But, yeah. You know, my lists of you know the good list and the bad list fluctuate quite a bit. You do have you do have a blacklist, don't you? I do have a blacklist containing right players such as Hassan Whiteside. Um, yeah. Not anymore. Yeah, I think he might be off it now. He's off it. He Who's could it? be off it. Who was the one we were saying? The we, sixes, 76. Yeah, oh, no, Tobias, Tobias Harris. Yeah. yeah, he's well and truly on it. <laughs> he's big, top of the list. Big time, top of the yeah. list. Yeah. Um, I don't know who would be on top of your list. The Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers, still on there. Yeah, he's yeah, not I coming Yeah, I think you, your, your grudges are long-term, yeah. aren't yeah. they? Yeah, they are. And the Lopez brothers for me. That's also whinging. a long-term one. Nah, this is just recent, but just stop whinging, you bloody tull-looking alien. God, they're going now, mate. Them. We've got rid yeah. of them. So yeah, I don't need to see them anymore. <laughs> no. Um, and like when they get a goal, oh, there we go. They're like, they're like, they're, they're, oh, I just hate them with a passion. You hate them with a passion. Well, who do you think, if there were to be another one to make the list in the the playoffs now, who, who the team to a left, who do you think has the most probability of making your your blacklist? Oh dearie me. Uh, from mind, I'm. Hmm. I've got Marcus Morris of the Clippers. Yep. Um, I think he's well and truly getting in everyone's blacklist based on the fact his treatment of Doncic, um, the way he's been playing the game. Uh, yeah, I think he's got the potential to mm. make it. Mm. I mean, no, I don't hate him, but I'm just I just hate when Brad Wanamaker comes on the court because <laughs> he does nothing. That? He's probably minus twenty in the. Is plus he just minus. making up the numbers? You're not happy with his... Uh... And I love his valiant effort because he's been all around the world playing for, like, I don't know, Ukraine or something, I don't know, but mm. he's made his way to the NBA, but... Yeah, he, he had this so yesterday's Game 7. Yeah. He, he only played nine minutes, yeah. mind you. Zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists. Yeah. Yeah, it was zero two from three-point line, the field. Yep. In the plus-minus, he was minus 11. Yeah, like, that <laughs> confirms my point. <laughs> Come on, my yeah. You, you yeah. probably, yeah, in all honesty, he probably doesn't provide a heap off the bench, but... That's my concern. So, so with the bench, um, Semi Ojale was also minus 14. Grant mm. Williams was plus one. Robert Williams um, plus seven yeah. from yeah. Their, their bench players there. Because they only went with four off the bench. Mm. This is where it concerns me yeah. against the heat. Mm. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm waiting with eager anticipation, should I say, for this series. I think that's... Yeah. Probably going to be the pick of them. Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. Fellas, a huge week. Uh, next week we will be well into the swing of conference finals. Ball, we'll, you know, hopefully have a bit of an idea of who's going to be in the big dance. Mm. Um, game you're most looking forward to? Is it Game Six, Clippers Nuggets? Is it Game One, Heat, Heat and Celtics? I think it will be Game One of Heat and Celtics yeah. for the simple fact that I think. Whoever wins that series will set the tone for the entire series. Yeah, um, I know the playoffs have been a case of getting a bit of tip for tat some of these series, but I think at the moment it's hard to separate the two teams. So whoever wins that one will have a fairly good idea of how the rest of that series will go. In that series, Lee, because mm. the Heat are such an offense, like high on offensive yeah. firepower, 
Um, the Celtics struggled this series and defensively they were more locked in. Mm. Do you think this series will be more high scoring or low scoring? Probably low scoring because the Heat are a good defensive team as well. Yep. And if we saw that in that game seven against the Raptors, like that didn't come down to bad shooting. Um, that came down to defense. What was it like 93 to 87 or something? 92 so, to 87, yeah. Yeah, it would yep. have to be a low scoring series, mm. I reckon. Good day gets you across the line, doesn't it? It That's does. It. Fellas, it has been a huge week. I look forward to bringing or talking to you about it next week. It's going to be another huge episode. More, we'll, yeah, we'll be rattling. We'll only have a couple of series to talk about, won't we? We'll mm-hmm. probably be able to recap the last game or two of the semi-finals, and then yep. we'll be into the finals yep. uh, next week. Before I forget, we're uh, we're going away. we next week. <laughs> we are hitting the road for a couple of days. Yeah, um, daily dribble on tour. <laughs> we will. We're doing a meet and greet. <laughs> yeah, with all of our fans up in Launceston. For all of our Tassie listeners. At the um, all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet in Grindelwald, if anyone's asking. <laughs> we, so we will... Uh, we're heading, leaving on Friday here. Got the day off work. Happy days. Um, but we'll be recording first thing Friday morning, and yep. we'll get that episode. So um, we've made up for this week's episode being late. Yeah, we're, we're going to go the other one. way. Go early. Gee, morning shifts. I don't know. It's, 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 next week's going to be real early, Lee. Yeah. You're in for a big ass. How early? Uh, it's going to be like... I'm not hopping up before nine. <laughs> no, it's, mate, we're going to be well on the road by then. Yeah. It's probably going to be like a <laughs> no, seven o'clock It's going to be seven. <laughs> I thought we are leaving at 11. No, mate. Uh, that's that's check-in time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, big shift there. Make sure to subscribe, guys, wherever you listen to podcasts, and that will ensure 100% that you get the podcast as soon as it drops. Um, yeah, so that's probably my word of wisdom for the week, as yeah. well as continuing to drop in those rate and reviews. We love to see what you guys are thinking of the episodes, uh, what you want to see less of, more of, and anything in between. Uh, keep up to date with our socials. Where can they find us, Rogue? They can find us at um, The Daily Dribble on Facebook. Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Pretty much, yep. Um, we're pretty active. I'm going to set up a LinkedIn page, actually. No, you you're not. No, no, no who even goes on that? Everyone loves LinkedIn. So, <laughs> you'll be able to find us there in the next week. Keeping so connected we, with our professional um, professional associates. Indeed, we joked about it the other week, so I kind of thought maybe we will set one up. Yep, yep. So, right, there you go. We, we can get you managing that, Lee. <laughs> no way. All right, fellas, we'll, we'll wrap her up there. Do you have any parting words? Nah. Big happy birthday <laughs> once again to you, Ro. Oh, thank you Enjoy very much. Enjoy the rest much. of your day, mate. Thank you. Uh, 26, back end to 30 now, aren't you? We don't like it. Happy days. We don't like it at all. Excellent, okay. guys. We'll leave it there. We'll talk to you next week. Take care and enjoy the coming basketball games. Yeah, catch you later, guys. Love you, bye. Hey, try to take chip. That was true. You gon' have to go ahead and see what they know. That was all the time, it ain't no Roma City news. We gon' make it drop, drop, drop time.